golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. I turn on the lights. I love it late. I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home. On the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G, with my special guest caddy this evening, Mike Jameson, Executive Director of the International Network of Golf and resident of Timaquan Country Club. Yay. How'd you make out in the member member? Uh, member guest. Member yeah, guest, I mean. Uh, we gave it a good fight, Holly. We were right there till the end. Couldn't close it. Couldn't close. I heard you were in the hunt. Too much golf for for an old guy like me, you know. Eighteen one day, twenty seven the next, eighteen the next. I was crippled by the time it was over. Well, I was over there uh, Monday. Of course, it was looking beautiful. Yeah, it looks great. Big shout out to our friend Kevin Sternett, assistant golf professional. Yes, indeed, he's doing a great job there. He really is. And uh, new uh, head. Director of golf. Joe Lewandowski came down from Mission Inn. Um, My getting, neck of the woods. Yeah, getting his feet wet there, uh, making some changes already that are positive. Um, I, I think he's going to be great there. I really do. Um, yeah, that was that that was a, a nice move for him. Got to meet him on, on Monday as well. And um, you've got the uh, Sean Foley Golf Academy over there. Yeah, the... Foley Performance Academy at Eagles Dream. Uh, they have this year, I think, about 15 international kids that come there uh, for the whole year. They go to school at Lake Mary Prep. They come come there after school, work on their golf games. They're they're they live there. They eat there. It's it's a kind of an around the clock uh, sharpen your golf game program. And I think Sean's there uh, once or twice a month and um, doing a great job with the kids. Well, we had a big victory on Sunday for Billy Horschel and Scott Piercy at the Zurich Classic. They inched it out over swashbuckling Jason <laughs> Duffner and Pat Perez. I'm not sure either one of the the two of those have a pulse, uh, but they pulled it out 22 under over those guys in the final hole. They uh, boy, it looked like Billy was gonna slam dunk a whatever it was, 26-footer, um, sort of reminiscent of his win back in, uh, was it 2016, 2017, when he when he won there? Be- yeah, it was before it was a team event, so it was 2016. It was 13, maybe. Oh, 13, yeah. who knows? It was his first win on tour, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you know, it looked like a repeat, and, and uh, he was about 15 feet in the air. But, um, <laughs> you know, they tapped it in for a nice li- little birdie to, to win outright. Um, great event. Charles Schwartzel and Louis Oosthuizen playing for the first time, they said, in their career. Play, you know, they've known each other for years, the South Africans. 
mm-hmm. and um, really fun to watch watch them as a team. Louie's um, got, I, I think, maybe the best-looking swing on tour. I just love watching him hit the golf ball. I do, too. Just smooth and... and you got to love that Shrek smile. Yeah. <laughs> got to love it. Love Louie. Uh, Patrick Reed was back in the mix. Um, he and Patrick Cantley finished at 17-under. At one point, I think there were 13 teams within a couple of four shots of the lead. So, yeah. again, I think this turned out to be a, a terrific event for for the Zurich Classic. I agree. I think changing the alternate shot to the second and final round instead of the first and third added a little drama. We all, those of us who have played golf, we all know the pressure that alternate shot puts on Big you. Big time. Yes, and, and I think the professionals were feeling it. Kisner and Brown kind of. Uh, stepped all over each other on the last day, and they were runners up last year in this. So, I think people expected them to come through and win, and they just and the alternate shot just bit them. Yeah, I think they lost. What was it? Um, five five shots shot, yeah, in the 70, last six holes or something. Yeah, I think they it shot, was not pretty. It was not. Uh, they were all over the bar barnyard. Yeah, they uh, they just dropped off the map. Uh, Tony Finau and Daniel Summerhays were one of just two of the top 14 teams to be over par on Sunday. Their 73 left them uh, floundering and uh, dropped to sixth place, uh, 18 under par. But a really, really, really fun event. Uh, And now we go to Quail Hollow this week, a golf course I know you're familiar with. From your neck of the woods, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, intimately familiar. When I was in high school, my cousin was the assistant pro there, and we did a lot of caddying at Quail Hollow on the weekends, a long golf course to carry two golf bags. Well, we're going to go to one of our favorite golf insiders right now who's live from the media center up there at beautiful Quail Hollow, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hello, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Bob. Looking beautiful, looking beautiful up there, and uh, we know the the last stretch there, the Green Mile, one of the toughest in golf, and this course is long and tight. They're going to have to be hitting the the big stick all week long. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's a pretty darn good test. Uh, uh, I don't think quite as difficult as it was at the PGA, uh, you know, eight months ago, uh, but um, it's. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 very formidable, especially if you're not playing well. It's uh, those and those three closing holes aren't exactly birdie holes. Um, you know, they're they're going to yield a lot more over par scores than under, and you need to you need to really um, you know have it together, especially you know on the weekend when it starts to you know ratchet up. Uh, those those holes typically take their toll. Well, it's of course lots of Tiger coverage the last couple of days as he returns. Uh, since uh, the Masters, as as well as Rory and uh, Patrick Reed playing. Of course, he played uh, in, the, in the Zurich, but uh, certainly, you know, this is going to be exciting because he and Tiger are going to be teeing it up together. Yeah, and Brooks Kepka too. Um, and uh, <clears throat> for one of the rare times, Tiger has the uh, late, early tee time. Um, the only other time that he's... Uh, uh, really had that this year is uh, was at Valspar where he finished second. Uh, so um, you know if he can if he can uh, assess how the course is playing by the guys in the morning and 
post a decent number uh, in the afternoon. Then he gets the course in, in really good conditions early Friday morning. And uh, uh, so uh, we'll see how he handles it. You know, this is the first time, uh, you know, now he's going through this thing where he, he, he basically spent the entire winter and spring kind of gearing up for the Masters trying to build and build and build, right? You know, <clears throat> Torrey Pines to to Riviera, then Honda, and, you know, all through Florida, the, and then the Masters. And then, you know, there's kind of a letdown after that, let's be honest, uh, especially after all the hype for him and he didn't do as well as he wanted. He takes some time off, and now you have to get back after it again. It'll be interesting to see how he how he comes back, uh, you know, how, how sharp he is. Um, you know, it, I, I get the sense he's worked on his game in the last week to 10 days. That's a good sign. I'm not sure he did that in, in the last few years when he was hurting so much usually. So uh, we'll, we'll see if he's able to, uh, you know, pick right back up and, and get going again. Uh, Bob, has there been much talk about his new irons, those tailor-made uh, muscle-back irons? I know the, uh, the fellow with Nike that worked on his clubs uh, at Nike uh, consulted on this. Has he had much to say about them this week? Yeah, you know, he's been asked about it. Obviously, anything with him is a big deal. Um, I think what a lot of people probably didn't realize is that, uh, you know, since Nike got out of the golf club business and he signed a deal with TaylorMade, um, you know, before the, the, the comeback before this one, he he was doing that uh, going into last year, you know, and he only played the three tournaments. But he never had settled on on tailor-made irons to put in the bag. He was using his old Nike irons. They were stamped differently, but that's basically what he was using. And for, you know, the better part of the last year, certainly when he's been able to swing a club, he's been testing. And uh, slowly but surely, you know, they tweak and they go back. And you're right, he, his guy from Nike is helping them with this. And, and, you know, they, they can build these clubs to be so close to what you had before, but it's never quite exactly the same. And as I think we've learned, he's pretty particular. And, um, you know, this is just the first go at it. My guess is, is that this won't be the final one, but he's finally got Nike's or excuse me. He's finally got tailor-made irons in his bag and uh, not the wedges yet. And that's interesting thing. You know, that's going to probably take a, a little bit longer time also to sort that out. Bob, some um, interesting feel-good stories around Tiger the last couple of weeks. Uh, This week, there was a a contest with the first tee there in Raleigh, and a high school senior won the, I believe it was an essay contest, and got the chance to play with Tiger. Uh, Shabazz Hashimi, was that his name? Hashmi? Right. Um, uh, right. Yeah, I mean, a, a wonderful story. And then you wrote one last week about um, a, an 18-year-old Pratima Sherpa from Nepal who got a private lesson from Tiger at the Medalist. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, you know, the story today was a nice one, too. Um, the one last week, though, was really remarkable um, in, in, just in, in the overall scheme of things. I mean, this girl's from Nepal. Um, and basically grew up on the Nepal golf course where her parents have worked as laborers, you know, since she was born. And, and basically they, they make the equivalent, her mom and dad make the equivalent of like $20 a week. And, 
you know, they can't afford housing that's better than this, uh, you know, than this arrangement that's basically on the golf course. And uh, but she learned to play the game there and, and got good enough to the point where she wants to turn pro. And long story short, Tom Tom Rinaldi from ESPN, I I, I totally encourage anybody to go find this online he did that's a, a fantastic story it's an, in an incredible film he did like a short film uh him and a producer Kristen lapis and they went over there a couple times anyway this film premiered um just uh you know a couple of weekends ago at, at a film festival in new york city and they brought her over they had her come over uh, she had come to the U.S. once before last summer, first time ever she was out of the country, came over here and got some seasoning and a bunch of junior events before she went back home to try to qualify for a pro card, which she came up short of. So she came back over here. Tiger had heard about her story and written her a letter uh, that she you know, took forever to get to her. He just It got sent to the club. And it made its way to her, and so ever from that time, obviously she she was very, very much you know sort of like a, he he's like a hero to her, and she was at this premiere over that weekend, and and somebody from the Tiger Woods Foundation happened to be there to see it, <clears throat> and he put together he put it together to make it happen. He made a few calls, he got her and this woman from that host family on a plane to Florida. Last week, they stayed overnight down there, and he arranged for her to come to this clinic, which was not a kid's clinic. It was going to be a, a foundation clinic, a private clinic for donors. But she came to that, and then Tiger showed up early, took her to the range, had her hit balls. She didn't have clubs. She didn't have shoes. She hit out of his bag. Uh, you know, She met him for the first time. She was crying. There's video of it. I mean, you get the sense that Tiger was even moved by it a little bit. I mean, it was pretty amazing to think. And then she got back on a plane, went back to the um, – to, to, there was a second showing of that film, which I encourage you to find on ESPN.com. It, it, it just, if you just uh, Google her name, Sherpa, S-H-E-R-P-A, it's, uh, it's pretty easily found. And then, you know, she's gone back to Nepal. I mean, back to that life, living on the living golf course. Living in a shed and, alongside yeah. the golf course. Uh, just you know, and I think, I amazing. think there's a little bit of a movement to, to get some money coming her way. I, I think there's like a, you know, an effort to try to raise some funds. Uh, I think that would be great to help her parents get out of that. Uh, but she's a heck of a player, and man, what an attitude. Great attitude. Absolutely. Well, uh, it was a fantastic story. And um, as you quoted, Pratima is simply incredible. Tiger said, I read her story and was amazed. The chance to meet her and talk to her was really inspiring. It was great to witness her journey and to see the happiness she exudes. Uh, As you said, well worth going to check out your story on ESPN.com as well as uh, more information on the film. Inspire any uh, junior player, too. As always, Bob, we appreciate your time so much, my friend. Thank you and uh, terrific story. You're listening to the Thank Golf you. Insiders, 96.9 The Game. More Golf Talk coming up. Well,